Welcome into Outkick the Show, Thursday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Breaking news right off the top here. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, this is an Outkick exclusive from Bobby Barack, just broke a couple minutes ago. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has vetoed $35 million that was set to go to the Tampa Bay Rays for a new spring training facility in the wake of the team's decision to engage in a woke-off, deciding not to tweet about their game against the New York Yankees and instead to spend all their time on social media uh, discussing woke-related issues surrounding uh, politics regardless of what you think about those political issues. They were scheduled to get $35 million from the state of Florida for this new spring training facility. It has been vetoed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is setting down a clear test in the state of Florida. And that is, if companies want to go woke, then his government in the state of Florida will fight back against them. We saw it with Disney where Florida ended the uh, existing uh, situation there uh, for the uh, regulatory, the way that it was treated uh, relative to to other institutions. Florida basically had given Disney World the ability to have its own uh, regulatory structure in place. And now in the wake of a woke uh, Tampa Bay Rays decision, $35 million coming out of the coffers of the Tampa Bay Rays baseball team. Um, These are messages that are being sent uh, in the state of Florida. Now, there, I'm sure, are a variety of reasons why $35 million in state funding doesn't need to go to the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, And there are probably a variety of different reasons why this was decided to be unjustified by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. But... Message that DeSantis is sending is we are going to fight back against woke corporations in the state of Florida. DeSantis, he's rolling towards a massive re-election in November and uh, this story is out and uh, beginning to take off again. It is an OutKick exclusive. You can go read about it on my Twitter feed at Clay Travis. DeSantis is a big baseball fan, by the way. Uh, He came on the show Friday, was the captain of the Yale baseball team, played in Williamsport, uh, Pennsylvania as a member of a Little League World Series team, uh, and on top of that, also big baseball card collecting fan, said on the Friday Clay and Buck show that the favorite card of his youth was the Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck 1989 number one card. It's a fabulous card. Uh, That was my favorite card as a kid. My top three, the Donruss uh, Jose Canseco card, if you remember that one where he had the mustache, 1986. Uh, and also, uh, the other one that I loved was the Bo Jackson Future Stars, 1987 top set. Yes, your boy here was a monster baseball card collector. And I had football cards, basketball cards, just a big sports fan, not surprisingly to anybody out there, but also a big baseball card fan. And yes, I still have all my cards. Best card that I have 
is the Michael Jordan 1986-87 Fleer rookie card. Uh, That is the crown jewel of my collection. But I got a bunch of valuable cards from the 80s when I was a kid. None of them got thrown away. Uh, And uh, other ones that I loved, I loved the Frank Thomas uh, scoreboard uh, rookie card. Big Frank Thomas, uh, the big Hurt fan. Uh, Great to get to know him, by the way, uh, since then, because he works at Fox. Also, he was an Auburn football player. Uh, but, uh, but again, news out there breaking right now, $35 million pulled on the Tampa Bay Rays over their spring training facility. Uh, that has just occurred. Um, bunch of different stories to hit. Uh, Want to say off the top here, uh, also, welcome to OutKick Tommy Laren. She is going to be debuting a new show on June 20th. She is going to do a fantastic job of being opinionated, smart, original, funny, and authentic. She has got an unbelievable social media army that she has built by sharing her exact opinions every single day on a variety of issues. That is now going to be a part of OutKick. Her new show will debut on June the 20th. You'll be able to watch it live on all of these different uh, streaming services. Uh, certainly be able to get the podcast, and you'll be able to watch it soon on OutKick. You guys know my goal. Thank you for making May the biggest month in terms of audience that OutKick has ever had. You guys know uh, that my goal with OutKick has been to produce more and more live programming, and right now we are talking about having the Dan Dackett show. He does a fantastic job early in the day. Uh, We've got the OutKick 360, which has just been announced, if you're from the Nashville area, will now be on radio from 2 to 5 daily. I believe it's 94.9 in the Nashville area. They're on seven or eight different states now. Uh, The OutKick 360 is. Uh, You've got my show, Clay and Buck, which is the biggest show in radio uh, anywhere in the country. One of the biggest shows around the world. Maybe the biggest show in the world. I don't know. Uh, I'm not an expert on radio audiences uh, outside of the United States. And then... Uh, we're going to have Tommy Laren's show as well. So congrats. I'm excited uh, to be able to announce her. We've got a lot of additional hires that we are in the process of making that I think are going to make the OutKick site, if it isn't already, a must-stop site for all of you on a daily basis. We will launch a newly revamped OutKick site on August the 1st, just in time, that's the plan anyway, just in time for football season that is coming up. A lot of video, we'll have a scoreboard. A lot of you have wanted a scoreboard for a long time. Scoreboard will be odds adjusted and odds updated. That is going to be fantastic. That is heading uh, in this direction. Uh, Joe Biden continues to be a disaster. Nobody knows what's going on with baby formula. Somehow I was more plugged in to the fact that there was a baby formula shortage than the President of the United States. If you listen to Clay and Buck, we've been taking calls on this baby formula shortage for some time from parents and grandparents telling us exactly what is going on there. And uh, it's staggering to me, absolutely staggering, that the White House could be so incompetent that we're having to airlift baby formula in from Europe and Australia in order to feed the babies in this country. I think many of us believe that Joe Biden was going to do a poor job as president. Even in my wildest dreams, I didn't think that we would have to be airlifting in baby formula in order to feed kids in this country. And remember, baby formula is arguably the most difficult product you could purchase in a grocery store to replace, right? If you want bananas, 
You can move on to oranges. If you want apple juice, you can go get cranberry juice, whatever. There are easy substitutes for most products inside of a grocery store if you don't get the exact one that you want. How crazy is it that the least replaceable, the most irreplaceable baby food formula, the shortage is continuing to get worse all over the country, and this is occurring amidst record high gas prices, 40-year high inflation. Uh, The Biden administration has just come completely undone. It's a mess, and I don't know if things are going to get better. Thankfully, we're only about five months away uh, from at least being able to fight back in a big way at the ballot box uh, with the midterms. I watched What is a Woman last night. It's the new movie from Matt Walsh uh, about transgender-related issues. It's funny. It's informative. It ultimately becomes very sad. Uh, But I would encourage all of you to take the time to check it out. It's an hour and a half. It's a documentary. And it goes to the essence of how we ended up being in this world where people can just decide what their pronouns are. There's a great line in the movie from Matt Walsh where he says, I don't get to pick my adjectives. I don't get to say that you have to refer to me as handsome and intelligent every single time you reference me. Why in the world would you get to pick up pronouns? Uh, But what is a woman? I encourage you to go check it out. Daily Wire has done a fantastic job uh, with that show. I think all of you are really going to enjoy it. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. Yesterday, uh, we had the uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, uh, trial live reaction here. Uh, to me, it represents the end of hashtag believe all women, hashtag me too. The idea of that believe all women or me too was fundamentally anti American. I've been making this argument since all the way back when me too began. Uh, And if you remember, it certainly was uh, in the foundational element of why the argument was that Brett Kavanaugh didn't deserve to sit on the Supreme Court. Well, Amber Heard got a $10 million compensatory damage, $5 million in punitive, $15 million overall uh, as the jury decided that she had, in fact, defamed Johnny Depp. And her defamatory article ran in the Washington Post, which I'll talk about in a moment. But the jury found there was clear and convincing evidence that Amber Heard had acted with actual malice. The standard of proving defamation for a public figure is very, very high. Um, And the Washington Post published this. They wrote the headline, they edited it, and it has now been proven based on this jury verdict that the Washington Post published fake news. Now, it was an op-ed, but that doesn't obviate, in my mind, the Washington Post's obligation to do basic background checks before they publish this editorial, which has now cost Amber Heard $15 million. Now, the $15 million verdict, you're only allowed to have uh, around $350,000, I think it is, punitive damages under Virginia law, so that's been reduced. And Johnny Depp's agent gave up $2 million in this verdict. But I'm sure there will be an appeal. But in the meantime, Amber Heard now owes Johnny Depp more money in liabilities here in the court than she is actually worth. Um, And there are going to be a lot of women out there that think twice before they levy allegations against men. And I think that's what should happen. Because we shouldn't have ever created a world, and that's what we created in the United States over the past several years, where every single woman that accuses every single man of sexual assault, inappropriate behavior, 
uh, whatever you want to classify it as, domestic abuse is immediately believed because she's a woman. A woman. Some women lie. Some men lie. Some black, Asian, Hispanic, and white people lie. Some gay men lie. Some uh, straight women lie. What your identity is should not determine whether or not you are uh, believed across the board. And that goes for any race, any ethnicity, any gender, any uh, socioeconomic status. That's why Lady Justice is blind. Because the idea is in our justice system that our juries entirely examine the truth or falsehood of each person who is in front of a jury and then render an impartial verdict that is not influenced by what someone looks like. This, to me, is, I believe, a huge win for Johnny Depp. But in the larger picture, it is a huge defeat for hashtag Believe All Women and hashtag Me Too. It's getting us back to uh, even-handed treatment where we can presume innocence instead of uh, presuming guilt. Because certainly there have been a lot of people out there that have been presumed guilty that have been found to be not culpable for the allegations. Duke Lacrosse. Remember the Rolling Stone uh, UVA uh, rape article. Uh, certainly what happened in Ferguson. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the situations that continue to build uh, of people being accused of wrongdoing that as the facts come out, you are able to determine they actually weren't acting in a wrong fashion at all. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has officially retired. Harvard uh, graduate quarterback who played for, it feels like, every single team in the entirety of the NFL. Uh, He was fun to watch. He was incredibly entertaining. Had a phenomenal career. uh, Has that great chest hair. Uh, I don't know that the press conference attire will ever be topped for the way that Ryan Fitzpatrick looked a couple of years ago in Tampa Bay uh, when he was really on fire to start that season uh, before the Bucs fell off. Uh, He had an incredible career relative to where he was drafted, made over $80 million in career earnings, uh, was a lot of fun to watch in Buffalo, in the Titans here where he played for a while, uh, certainly in, uh, as I mentioned, uh, that start that he had down in Tampa Bay. He was an electric, transcendent, but often infuriating quarterback who was the epitome of a gunslinging signal caller. I will miss him as he rides off into the sunset. Um, LeBron is officially a billionaire. I'm a capitalist. Congrats to LeBron James on becoming a billionaire as he approaches his 38th birthday. Uh it's amazing that this could happen in a country that LeBron James is, believes is so thoroughly racist. I would ask LeBron, as part of celebrating his becoming a billionaire uh, and leaking that information to Forbes so they could write about it, uh, I would like to know, uh, will LeBron James finally admit that the racial, racial slur that supposedly was scrawled on his Brentwood Mansion gate was a totally made-up lie uh, because the L.A. Police Department investigated, found no basis to it, Uh, and everybody decided to treat LeBron like a victim. In honor of you becoming a billionaire, I would ask, LeBron, will you finally admit that that entire story was made up? The evidence all reflects that it likely was. Uh, There is, in addition to the baby formula shortage, which is very serious, I couldn't believe when I saw this, 
Guys, front page of the Wall Street Journal yesterday, we're close to having a popcorn shortage. I don't want to alarm anybody. I don't want you running out and buying up all the Orville Redenbacher you can. Uh, But we are close, according to the front page of the Wall Street Journal, to there not being enough popcorn for people who go to the movies. Not only is there a looming popcorn shortage, there is a looming pop gun, uh, pop- popcorn canister. Is it a canister? I don't even know what you would call it. Like the, the bin that you put the popcorn in, there's not enough of those receptacles, right? You know, like the, uh, the thing that you carry the popcorn around in. Popcorn carrier. I don't even know what the official phrase for that now would be that I think about it. There's not enough of those. So we are dealing with a popcorn shortage. We are dealing with a popcorn uh, carrier shortage for the movies. I You can't even make up the things that we are running out of in Joe Biden's America. Joe Biden is no longer modern-day Jimmy Carter. Joe Biden is modern-day Herbert Hoover. He is the worst president right now through 18 months in 100 years in America. Jimmy Carter did far better than Joe Biden. He was not this incompetent. He never allowed there to be a baby formula shortage, to my knowledge. Uh, Gas prices continue to hit all-time highs, by the way. And soon, you may be going in to watch a movie, Top Gun Maverick, which, by the way, is phenomenal. I don't know if I gave you my official review. Uh, I think I did, but encourage all of you to go see it. My uh, 14-year-old, my 11-year-old, and my 7-year-old, they all absolutely loved it. Uh, And I think you guys will as well. Finally, I wrote a big piece about how ESPN Plus was not going to save ESPN. And as part of that big piece, I analyzed specifically that streaming costs were going to be so high in terms of what you were going to have to pay that everybody was going to wish that we were going to be back in the era of the cable and satellite bundle. And the evidence continues to reflect that I am telling the truth. Nesson which is the sports network that carries the Boston Red Sox and the Boston Bruins games uh, in the New England area, now has a streaming service. They are charging $30 a month for you to be able to stream Nesson without having a cable and satellite bundle. Let me repeat that. $30 a month standalone. I'm not great at math, but I believe that is... $360 a year just for Nesson, okay? ESPN, if you do the math, would likely need to cost you well over $50 a month in order to come anywhere near being able to replicate the dollars that they are getting from the cable and satellite bundle. And just as a refresher, if you're not aware, I still have a cable bill, still have a cable package, okay? Also have a lot of streaming services. Basically, if you can pay for it, I'm going to be honest with you, the Travis family is probably paying for it. Uh, We're signed up for everything, okay? But the best value that I get, I really do believe this, is still the cable and satellite bundle because of all the sports that I get there. Um, When that cable and satellite bundle collapses and the expectation is it could fall all the way to 50 million subscribers... Right now, there's around 72, 73 million subscribers out there. ESPN gets a ton of money from every one of those subscribers, eight or nine dollars a month. Most of those people never watch ESPN. They aren't consumers of the ESPN network. And so what you are going to see as we go forward is a really intriguing question. 
which is how many of those people who are not having cable and satellite are going to be willing to pay eventually for an ESPN subscription and how much are they going to be willing to pay and how much is ESPN going to have to charge to replace all the people that never watch sports? One reason LeBron has become a billionaire is because there is a bubble in the sports right marketplace as it pertains to cable and satellite rights. Now, maybe Netflix, maybe Amazon, maybe the streamers, uh, the apples of the world are going to come in and pay a tremendous amount for sports rights because they don't care about making money on the actual games themselves. But right now, the entire sports marketplace is inflated based on the dollars that are being brought in from people who don't watch cable and satellite ESPN channel. Let me explain that again. Everybody understands, for instance, HBO is a premium channel. You have to pay extra. Every single channel that you pay, that you have as a part of your cable and uh, satellite subscription has a carriage fee associated with it. And the most expensive by far channel is ESPN. Every single cable and satellite provider uh, is getting eight or nine dollars a month for ESPN. That's what effectively you are paying for it. It's a good value for you or me. We watch a lot of sports. It's an awful value for your Aunt Gladys who hasn't watched a sporting event in her house for the last 40 years. She's been paying hundreds of dollars over that period of time, maybe even $1,000 of her money to ESPN. Well, as the cable and satellite bundle collapses, sports fans are actually going to have to pay for sports, and they're going to have to pay a lot more. And this Nesson $30 a month is a perfect example of that. You're going to have to pay, before all is said and done, well over $1,000 a year just for sports as everything goes to streaming. So this idea that you were going to save money in a streaming universe, it's not true. Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Paramount, uh, uh, Pinnacle, or all this other different, I can't even remember all these different brands. They just keep adding up to higher and higher costs. And the Nesson $30 a month charge is a perfect approximation of where we are headed as everybody has to pay massive amounts to be able to watch the games that they want to watch. And you're probably going to have to do it across many different rival streaming networks. All right. Uh, Again, I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I'll theoretically be on Fox News tonight. Appreciate and look forward to seeing all of you then. Go download and subscribe to the Clay and Buck Show. And thanks for making May the best month in Outkick history. See y'all.